All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Alex Safranis. I'm here with Scott Schaefer. We both work for IBM. Scott's actually my manager. Scott, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on. Sure. As Alex said, I work in marketing analytics at IBM. With him, I currently work on projects understanding audience through data, but I've worked on data analytics projects in many other areas of marketing and sales in the past. Um, I've worked on a range of projects, I would say, around paid media, web analytics, response lead management, and, and even sales. Um, a good example might be I was part of the team to build the first end-to-end -end view of marketing campaign performance at IBM. Wow. So when we hear from you, Scott, we know we're, we're learning from experience. So I want to jump into the first question. We're talking about the perfect analyst. You've managed a lot of analysts in the past. What does it take to be a perfect analyst? Sure. There's, uh, from my experience, there's, there's a lot of skills, but, but I think you can break them down into a couple key areas. Um, I think the first one, and this one's hard to describe because it's it's basically the the base skill of of kind of the ability to understand and visualize data, and I think this, to some extent, is you know the ability to write SQL or the ability to build something in Tableau or or use another tool like that, but but a lot of it's the ability to kind of visualize in your head what's happening when you are trying to solve a problem or understand a data set. I think that's the, the first key skill to, to kind of know. And then everything comes from there in terms of, of building on that. And I think the ways to build on that um, are curiosity and interest. So, you know, things, look at things and analyze things that you like and you know well. And then having, having a, you know, it's maybe cliche, but having a growth mindset in terms of maybe, you know, this right tool for the job isn't the best one so you got to go learn a new one um, or kind of becoming a narrow and deep worker in a specific topic or spreading yourself across um, a couple different topics and really knowing those well as well so i think those are some of the key base skills and i think you can definitely build on that so definitely being broader in your understanding of different data related uh, topics, being curious, um, always trying to, um, you know, figure out new ways to do things. I think that those are definitely some really good skills. Yeah, you kind of brought up a good point that I, that I maybe didn't hit on is like, it's almost like, you know, they, they have the classic T diagram where you can go like narrow and deep or like wide and broad. You almost want to go deep enough to like really know the skill but not too much so that you become pigeonholed or kind of only focus on that um and and maybe maybe you can if, if that's your kind of your your goal in your career but i think people that really want to become good um work in an area let's say web analytics for you know three to six months or a year and really get to know it well and then move on to another one or to a new project where they're they're going just as deep in another area yeah so you're you're touching on something i wanted to talk about which is sort of chronologically the what is the, what is the development timeline look look like for an analyst because we all know an analyst is kind of the base level from a professional career perspective where are some of the uh places that 
if you start as an analyst, you have the opportunity to go to, um, given uh, that you have succeeded in in that first step? Sure. I think going back um, to kind of that first question around ability, like I think that is the first step. Like you have to be able to write a query to actually pull data or you have to be able to open an Excel file and actually look at it and make sense of it. Um, or build a dashboard in Tableau or Cognos. Like you, ca- those are kind of. I think we've I've used this example in the past with you, but um, kind of like the Karate Kid, where where you're you're learning these skills that seem so far from actually answering a question or problem solving, but they're very crucial. And kind of when it starts coming together, you realize that you have the core skills. They just kind of need to, you know show themselves when you've built them all together. I think one of those skills you taught me was simplicity and not overcomplicating things because it can be tempting when you can think about one way of doing something. It may require a lot of steps, but the problem is all that adds up over time and that's kind of a bad habit. And so you want to put more time, you want to front load that strategy when you're coming up with some analysis to make sure it's executed as simply as possible because it's going to pay dividends later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a technical or like operational aspect of that of like you want to be as efficient as possible. But I would almost say like level two beyond kind of the base understanding of how to do things, how to query is exactly what you're saying. And it's almost like, you know, the, the analogy of the forest and the trees. So you want to be able to you know, go to the ground level and analyze a specific data set, but at the same time back out and be able to see, okay, the problem I'm trying to solve is X, right? You got to be able to go in the weeds and figure out a specific issue with your query, but then also go back and say, you know, I'm trying to answer this big question. Does my data answer that question? Yeah, and it sounds like that's a very transferable skill to that next step, or maybe even you know, a few years or decades down the line to an executive role, being able to sit in one meeting where you're zooming into a technical problem and another where you're talking broad strategy. It, would you say that that's the case? Oh, for, for sure. I mean, I think it gets more important as you become higher up or, or more um, senior on the ladder because your focus becomes basically, you know, you know, you get raised up through the trees and you have to be able to pull everybody with you to the right level of granularity on a question, right? If you're, as an executive, getting bogged down in um, specific queries or specific um, details of a problem, you're never going to get to what is the broad strategy, what are the key outcomes and things that we're trying to solve. Um, so I would definitely say that it becomes actually more important as you get older and more senior. Yeah, what what are some other skills that you can start building early on if you want to make that journey from analyst to senior to manager to executive? What what are some of the skills that you can start building early on that will be useful later on? I think um, the kind of going back to this the same forest and the trees, but it's almost like the ability to to have the context for why you're asking the question um, or the ability to relate the data and the insights that you are you're pulling and looking at to the bigger question about the business or the brand or, or whatever your your area of interest is 
Um, I think that's the, the level where a lot of analysts get stuck because they'll analyze a bunch of data, come up with an interesting number or an interesting insight, and then the question is, is it valuable? And being able to, to do that, you know, basically be the person who can pull the data and can determine whether it's valuable is extremely, extremely valuable as a, a skill and a, a career, um, you know, a piece of your career because you don't have to rely on others to do that for you, to like be the ones that have to, you know, you know, you show it to a senior manager to have them make sense of what the question is. You can kind of, in an agile way, pull the data, decide it's not good enough, go back and, and kind of repeat until you get to an insight that, that is actually valuable. Yeah, it's like leading yourself in a way instead of asking others to lead you. Um, kind of a self-starter mindset. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar to like a startup founder who can like code their first app, right? They don't need to hire an engineer and then like create a bunch of mock-ups. They can actually go in there, create a very like, you know, basic whatever MVP of the product and then show it to investors or show it to an engineer and then that is obviously a much better way to work than having to kind of explain and go back and forth so the more that you can do yourself in this process is is obviously more valuable yeah how do you avoid getting pigeonholed like let's say you're an amazing analyst you can code yourself you can pull insights yourself how do you avoid being stuck in that position i I think there is you're you're catching on a good point in the sense that um, you have to be proactive I think that, uh, you know, I know I in the past and I know I've seen others in the past fall into the trap of being, you know, good or decent at, at analyzing data and kind of getting stuck in that treadmill of just analyzing more data or new data sets as opposed to being the person that is coming up with the business questions or coming up with the strategy. And I think it goes back to the kind of that context aspect of, you basically have to force yourself to understand the context for the question so that when you are, you know, maybe showing off the results of your analysis, you're the one saying, like, here's the next question I would run or here's the next piece of strategy or here's how I would shape the business differently. And then that not only helps you kind of um, learn and, and get better at the skill, but then it shows to others that, that you're ready to be the person that is that is kind of calling the shots on on what the data analytics strategy should be. That makes a lot of sense. I know you you definitely stressed understanding the context a lot recently, um, especially is something that I should be focusing on. So um, that's definitely near and dear to my heart in terms of something I'm focusing on. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's right. I think that having that. Um, self-sufficiency in analytics and what to focus on is really good. But then once you can pull in the context and start to be sort of that decision maker, might have that decision maker mindset, that's when you become more than just an analyst. And that's when maybe you would be brought into those uh, strategy conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's also, it's valuable for you, right? As you know, a stepping stone in your career, but it's, actually significantly more valuable to the organization and to the the team because then you don't have to have you know these meetings where they're 
high-level strategy, and then you go back and you talk to all the analysts and say, like, here's what we just discussed in the meeting. Let's, you know, now figure out how to do the analysis to, to kind of understand what's happening. You can actually have, you know, basically the people who are doing the analysis in the meetings that are talking about both the, the data and the strategy. Um, I think a, a good comparison is I've heard the CEO of Twilio talk about this in the context of engineers. They actually ha ran an ad campaign, I think that they're still running, which is called Ask Your Engineer, which is basically along these lines of bring the engineers into the discussion. You know, they're the ones building the apps or kind of creating your website. Why not having, why not have them in the discussion, not just decide here's, you know, what our website's going to look like and then go to the engineer and give it to them. Have them in there and they can kind of suggest best practices and insights and things that they would do. So it's a, it's a useful skill no matter where you are. Yeah, I think that that kind of collaboration is critical and I think it gets a lot harder in bigger companies because you have so many different compartments especially like with the connection between marketing and sales and product development these are very difficult to master I think in terms of connecting all of the people together um, in a really big company yeah especially I, I would say that's almost you know the, the first level is kind of the base skills of analysis. The second level is is context and the ability to kind of see the, the forest through the trees. The third level may be what you're getting to, which is kind of communication, basically understanding who the customer is, thinking from their perspective, you know, what decision are they trying to make, and then being able to present your work and your analysis in the context that they can, you know, understand and take action on. Because if you, you know, no matter what, great analysis and let's say insights you you come up with and how how great they they seem for the business you still have to convince somebody or some uh, somebody else on your team or some client to take action and you're right that becomes you know significantly more important the more people you have in your organization you know one one question i did have is about the context piece because i think that that's really important and it's really ambiguous because you know context that could mean a lot of things you're sitting in a meeting you know the context is whatever the meeting happens to be about and what those people are talking about you might think that note taking is a good way to learn context or recording the meeting or just sitting there and listening and not taking notes and trying to absorb it i remember when i was just starting I would maybe remember 10% of a meeting or understand 10% of a meeting or less because I'm sitting there, I'm hearing all these new words, acronyms. I didn't really understand any context at all. Now I get, you know, much, much, much more, but still not 100%. Do you have any tactics you can recommend for how to learn and gain context in meetings when you're just starting out and you really don't know anything about what's going on? Yeah, I th I think one step is is almost like a I don't even know if I'd call it context, but it's almost like a validation in the sense that let's say you're you're kind of analyzing the number of visits that a certain page gets over time on your website, um, knowing how many visits your entire company's websites gets in a year is great context to have not only for like data validation so that like if you pull this number and it seems you know 
crazy high or crazy low, you you have a way to look and, and double check your data. But also, it it gives you a sense of whether it's good or bad in the broad question of of your what you're trying to solve. So I think that have it's almost like a you know having the context gives you an idea of what your strategy should be because you can you can understand what are good and bad um, outcomes or even new metrics that you should be going after. You know, maybe you you don't know what your your current website's visit should be or engagement rate, but you know what a good industry benchmark is. That that's good context to kind of apply and understand in the answering of your question. I love the direction you took that. I was thinking at first you're sitting in a meeting, you're hearing an executive speak, and you don't really know where they're coming from. But you're, but that's a reactive point of view, right? Because you're in the meeting, you already don't understand what's going on. And I think what you're saying is, try to be proactive, be curious, ask the questions of what, how does this number fit into what's going on in the business? Is it good? Is it bad? What? How does it? compare to last year, for instance, or, or the industry overall, and you can create your own context. So it's not a game of catch up in meetings. It's about creating your own context around what you're researching. And then I would assume you can then bring that to the meetings and it'll, it'll clear a lot of things up that you otherwise would have wasted a lot of time trying to figure out playing catch up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, as an analyst, you don't have to ask people, um, about certain parts of the business, you could just go into the data and understand it, right? If you have three products and you want to know what our best seller is, you don't have to go figure it out. You can just go search and, and look at revenue trends and, and understand it. Um, so you have that option to not even ask people. You can go figure it out yourself. Um, but I would say that both both should be both should be done. So let's say you're trying to figure out what's your what your best selling product is and kind of what's the competitive strategy behind it you can go and understand the data and research but then you go talk to maybe the product manager and you get a sense of what the product is maybe you go to your own website or a competitor's website and try and download a demo that is great context to have for you know doing an analysis and understanding what your numbers might mean absolutely Scott, I, I want to thank you again for taking the time to chat today. Um, this has been really insightful. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Alex, for having me on. Absolutely. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be doing this podcast every week. So tune in, share with your friends, um, and make sure to give us a five-star review if you don't mind. Thanks. <laughs>